Psalm 118 and 13, it says, Thou hast thrust sore at me that I might fall, but the Lord, I like this, but the Lord helped me. You may be seated. Our Father, Lord, as we come before you tonight, God, we're thankful. God, we're privileged, we're honored to be able to be in this place tonight. And Father, we're thankful, Lord, to be gathered among these people, these ones that come so faithful. And Father, we pray, God, that you'd encourage, Lord, that you'd lift them up. God, that you'd give them the help, Lord, that they need tonight. And Father, we pray, Lord, if there's one here that's backslidden, God, we pray if there's one here that's gone cold or indifferent, Lord, that you'd bring them back. God, that you'd recall them. And Father, we pray, God, that you'd renew the covenant relationship with them. God, if there's one here under the sound of our voice that does not know you, Father, I pray that you'd introduce yourself to them. God, that they'd get acquainted with you and have a personal relationship with the Lord Jesus. And Father, I pray for the believer, Lord, that they'd be strengthened, Lord, that they'd be encouraged and lifted up. God, that we'd all leave this place better than the way we've come in. And Lord, through and by all this, you would be honored. You would be praised. You would be glorified and exalted above all. Father, we love you today. Lord, we're in love with you. We thank you and praise you and give you glory and honor. And it's in your wonderful name we pray. In the name of Jesus, amen. You can be seated tonight. And I want to I simply preach on this just for the next few moments. Is, is help is on the way. Help is on the way. Look what he said there. Look what the writer said. He says, Thou hast thrust sore at me that I might fall, but the Lord helped me. And I want you to know tonight that help is on the way. In Psalm 121, the Bible declares that my help cometh from the Lord. And in Psalm 27 and 9, it says, Thou hast been my help. Let me say this, if He has been your help, He will be your help in the days to come. Help is on the way. And then in Psalm 46 and 1, it says, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in the time of trouble. You think about that. There's times when I've needed Him. I've, I've needed help. I need help right now. Let me just say this. I can't stand up here alone. I can't be right here alone. But I've got to have the help of the Holy Ghost of God. And without the Holy Ghost of God, you know what we might as well do? Shut the books and let's go home. It's of nothing without the Spirit of God that's, that's in it. But you think about this. Help is on the way. Now I thought about this. I thought that going back in, the, I believe it's in First Kings chapter number 17. You remember there, there was Elijah. And you remember he went to Ahab and said that there's coming a, a time when there's going to be a period of, without rain. And, and God told him, He said, you go down to the brook chariots, remember that? And he said, I have commanded the ravens to feed him. And he went down there and he said, you can drink of the brook there in chariots. And he went down there, lo and behold, the ravens brought him meat every day. You remember that? And how he drank from the brook that wasn't long that the brook, the brook dried up. And you know what he did? God told him, He said, you go down to Zarephath. He said, I have already commanded. You know what? This woman didn't even, I don't believe she even realized that Elijah was coming, but God had done commanded her that she was going to take care of Elijah. And he went down there. You know what? I thought about this too. I believe this. I believe that help is on the way when it comes to having your needs supplied. You think about that tonight. God shall supply all of my need according to His riches in glory. But we know that Elijah went down there. And when he showed up, you know what she was doing? She was out in the yard gathering sticks. 
And she was gathering sticks and she had just enough meal, just enough oil in the cruise that she might be able to make a, a cake for her and her son. And she said, we're going to die. And how that she made the cakes and, and was going to die. And Elijah said he asked for a drink. She went and got him a drink and said, hey, bring me a cake. And, and she told him, she said, well, we only got enough. There's just enough meal in the barrel and there's just enough oil in the cruise for one cake that we, me and my son might eat and die. And he said, you go ahead and you do as it's been commanded. And he, she went and made the cake for Elijah and, and he ate. And, and you know what the Bible says, that the, the cruise of oil did not fail. The barrel of meal never went dry. It never wasted. You think about that. My goodness. The help is on the way. God is our help. Help is on the way tonight. My goodness, you think about that. And I thought about this. You might go home tonight. You might open the cupboards. You might open the refrigerator. You might open the door. The, the cabinets, there may not be much there. But I want you to know that help is on the way. Hey, I like what David said. He said, I once was young and now I'm old. Yet have I not seen the righteous forsaken or his seed begging bread. Help is on the way. I like the thought of that to know that there's been times in my, in my life when I've needed help. There's been times in your life when no doubt that you've needed help. Maybe you need help today. I want you to know that help is right here at this altar. You can find help. You can find strength. You can find comfort. You can find peace. You can find the Lord right here on this altar tonight. And I want you to know that God is our refuge and He is our help. Now, over in Genesis, back over in Genesis chapter number 50, the very last chapter of Genesis, you'll find that Joseph is about to pass on. Joseph has come down to the end of his days and we know that Joseph is, is lay, I believe he's laying there on his deathbed and he's addressing uh, the, the family there and he's addressing those, those people. And you think about this, you think of what Joseph had went through and, and how that he was sold, his brothers sold him into slavery basically and they sold him and throwed him in, they throwed him in a pit and then sold him, you know, when you get to studying and looking at the, at the life of Joseph, he went from the pit to Potiphar's house to prison to the palace. You think what the Lord had done in Joseph's life and how He was with him all the days of his life and, and how that Joseph even sustained his own family and, and saved them from death. But you think of what Joseph endured and what Joseph went through, but there's something that he said. I want you to take notice of there in Genesis chapter number 50. And he made this statement twice. He said this in verse number 30, or, or verse 24 in Genesis chapter 50. He said, And God will surely visit you. Now I believe that Joseph was looking along uh, uh, down the road sometime. Now Joseph was just about to die. But he was looking down the road sometime and knowing that these people are going to need help. These people are going to need the Lord. They're going to need God in their lives and they're going to need help. And I believe he was saying that God will surely visit you. Now we know that it wasn't long. You think about this. There was another king that come in and the Bible says in Exodus 1 and verse number 8, it says, Now there arose up a new king over Egypt which knew not Joseph. And he didn't remember the, thing, the days and the ways of Joseph. And you, you think about that. And how that, that king, I believe that he saw that Israel was becoming great. And he thought, well, we need, we need to suppress them because they're going to be greater than we are. And we know, we know that they were in bondage there for over 400 years. And it wasn't long that the people began to cry. They began to cry out for deliverance. And you know, you think about Joseph told them, 
He said, there's coming a day when you're going to need help. There's coming a day when you're going to need the Lord. There's coming a day when you're going to need God. And he looked, I believe he looked down through time and he said, but God will surely visit you. And help is on the way. Now you think about this. My goodness, I, I'm getting excited just thinking about it. it. It may not be when we expect it. It may not be in my time. It may not be in your time. But I want you to know God's never been late. He's never been a moment too late. But He's right on time. And help is on the way. My goodness, you think about it. You might be burdened tonight. You might be in distress. You might be in the deepest, darkest valley of your life. You might be in a battle. You think about that. But I want you to know that help is on the way. Just I like that song I believe Connie used to sing. Help. Just hold on a little longer. Help is on the way. Now, you think about this. Over 2,000 years ago, Jesus went away. But He said, I'm coming again. Thank God, you know, you think about that and generations have come. Generations has gone. The Bible even says, where is the promise of His, come, but, or his, his coming? But you think about this. I want you to know that Jesus is soon to come. Help is on the way tonight. Now, I want you to notice this. There's a few reasons. You know, I thought about this. You know, you think about you think about this, and I believe that for too long, for too long, I believe God's people has gotten comfortable living in a wicked world. Think about that. For too long, God's people has gotten too comfortable. Living in a wicked world. I don't know about you, but if you're comfortable with the way the, wor the world is going, there's, there's a problem there. If you're comfortable with the way this nation is headed right now, there's a problem there. I'm not comfortable with it. I'll just be quite honest with you. We're headed, we're on a downhill skid as far as I'm concerned. If we don't get turned back to the ways of God, I'm not comfortable with the way this world is going. But you know, you think back, you think back, and I, I believe... I believe this. I believe that there's things that God is doing in people's lives. I believe there's things that God is allowing to happen in people's lives. And I believe this. I believe that God is stirring hearts. I believe He's stirring cold, uh, dry hearts that they might come back to the right relationship with Him. And thank God. Hey, I'm looking for a revival. I don't know about you, but I'm looking and longing for a revival. Not just a few nights of services, but I mean a revival and a stirring of my heart that I might draw closer to God and have a better relationship with Him. Now you think about this. There's a few things I want you to notice and we'll be down and out of the way but I thought about this in uh, Egypt going back to uh, Joseph here you know there was some changes that had taken place from the time when when Joseph was here until the, the days when they were in they were in slavery they, they were in bondage there was some things that had taken place there had been a, a, a generation change if you will now you think about this. You think about this new Pharaoh that come in. He was like the president, if you will. He, he, he was the ruler over Egypt there. And he was, he was new. He was a new, a new administration, if you will, that, that come on in. Now you know what? He did not know about the dreams that Joseph had. He did not know about the power of God. He did not know about the things of God. He did not know about Jehovah. He did not know about the deliverance of God. There was a whole generation that had changed and they would separated themselves from the things of God. Now you think about this. 
So there's, there's a few different things I believe that's happening here in Egypt that we might be able to see why there was a, the, a, a, a generation gap there or a generation change, if you will. Now, first of all, you think about this. You think about the new, the new leadership that come in. Now, I believe that there was a dictatorship, if you will, going back to those days, you think about it, and how that, how that those, uh, the, the Israelites were, they were subject under the Egyptians. They had them pressed down underneath their thumb, did they not? And they, they made their task hard, and they, they, they worked them like slaves, and they just, just beat them and, and just cruel to them, and how that they, the, the government overran the children of Israel. And how they just make their lives miserable. Now you think about that. And I believe if, if we're not careful, I believe we're looking at some of the, the same situations in our own country. We're looking at the same situations in our own nation if we're not careful. You know what? Instead of working for the people, instead of, uh, of, of being what they should have been to the people, you know what they were doing? They were overrunning the people. They were ruling over the people. They were... Uh, Taken, they, they were slowly intruding themselves upon uh, the, the place of the people. Now you think about this. I thought there's ways that they kept the Israelites from rising up and overthrowing them and taking them over. You think about that. First of all, they weren't allowed to have any weapons. You think about that. They weren't allowed to, there were no smiths, if you will. They weren't allowed to, to beat the, the, the metal, to beat the steel, to make the spears and the, the staves and the knives. You think about that. How that they suppressed them down. And they had a rule over them, and they were governing them, them to the point that they did not even have a, a, a say-so in how they was able to live. If, you're not, if we're not careful, we're looking at a, at a situation right now in the government that's in the administration that's in right now, you know what? They're trying to take our guns, are they not? They're trying to suppress us. They're trying to take this from us. They're trying to take that from us. But let me just say this. You know what? As far as I'm concerned, I'm a I'm an a, a honest, tax-paying individual. I buy my own guns. And let me just say it like this. Hell will hand out ice cream cones to children before I hand over my guns. I'll just, I'll just say it like that. But I thought about this. I thought, you know, there's... I thought about also, you know, they're going back to the days of Egypt. They weren't even allowed to speak of the condition that they were in. They weren't allowed to even talk about, uh, about the place and the condition that they were in. They weren't allowed to, to talk about being in bondage and being in slavery. And you know what? You think about this, how that I believe that the upstanding Christian and how, you know what, our rights is being taken away from us. To go out here and proclaim Jesus, it's, it's, not, it's not good to do that anymore. Uh, according to the ways of the world. That's not what the world wants to hear. And they'll suppress that. They're taking away our freedoms and they're taking away our rights and we, we, they've taken away our freedom of speech, if you will. And I believe that's where the Egyptians had, had gotten to as well. But you know, I thought about this as well. You think about how in those days, going back to the days of Egypt, how that they destroyed the babies. You remember that? They didn't even have a say-so in it. 
and how that Pharaoh, he made a decree. And I mean, it, it was, a, it, it was a, a demand that all the male children, remember? They had to throw them in the Nile River. How they had to destroy them and get rid of them and, and, and stomp them out for fear that they was going to get too great and over, override them and overthrow them. You think about how heartless those people had to be to go out and, and, the, and those midwives, how they would take those babies and they would take them down to the river and throw that little baby in the river knowing what was going to happen. You think about that and we're not far from that. We're not far from that. Right here where we live today. You, you think about that and how, how that we abort... You know, I believe it was the state of New York not too long ago that signed into law that a mother that was nine months pregnant could have that baby injected with poison and just before birth, that baby would lose its life. Now you think of where we've come to and where the, the mess that we're in right now. I'm telling you, we're, we're right in the same place. You think about it. No different. We're in a mess. We're in an absolute mess. You know, and how can we call ourselves a godly country when we're aborting 4,000 babies a day? I'm pro-life. I'm pro-life. Let, let, let me just say this. If you don't want to have that baby, I've said it the other day and I'll say it again, keep your britches on. Keep your britches on. Don't know any other way to say it. Now you think about this. You remember all the plagues that God handed down to that to the to the Egyptians and even you know even the Israelites had to had to go through those plagues as well. Now you think about this. The, those every, everything that God used, the frogs, the flies, the lice, the you think about all those things that God used. And, and how the, those, those things, I believe, were a certain God to the Egyptian. They worshipped all those things. They, they had God set up the little G-gods. I think it was Nicole that talked about the little G-gods. They had these little G-gods. They worshipped absolutely everything. You remember, they even worshipped the sun. And I believe I believe there was like maybe seven, six, five or six different uh, different aspects of the sun that they would worship. But you remember when Moses raised the rod, and the, and the sun went dark for a period of three days. You know what? The, they was worshiping the sun god. But if they was worshiping God the sun, how things would have been a little bit different for them. But you think about this, how that I believe through that through the demonstrations there and, and through the plagues, I believe that God was showing that He was going to take care of, of those people. He was saying that they, these gods that they worship, they're nothing compared to me myself. You think about it. I believe that's what God was, was showing those people. Now, you think about this, and there was a man. Now, I thought about those men or those children of Israel, how that that Every time they would see those plagues and they would think about what God was doing, well, maybe this is it. This, we're going to be delivered. This, this is how we're going to escape out of here. This is how we're going to be delivered. But all those little G-gods failed. And then there wasn't long they thought, well, we're, we're, we'll be here forever. It's already been 400 years. Our ancestors and their ancestors, we've been here all this long. And how they thought, we're still going to be here. They're going to kill our children. We're going to have to work under their rule. 
And how do you know it wasn't long that God raised up a man? A man by the name of Moses. And he went down and he said, God has raised me up that I might deliver these, these children out from underneath your bondage. Remember, help is on the way. Help is on the way. All along, God had it prepared. God knew what He was doing all along. It, it, it wasn't an afterthought three or four, 250 or 300 years into it. God said, well, let's do this. God knew all along how He was going to handle that situation. And how Moses showed up and He said, God had raised me that I might deliver those people. And you, Could you imagine Pharaoh asking, well, how many of them has got to go? And I could imagine when Moses spoke up and said, the ones that's got the blood applied. You remember, you remember that, how they had to take the blood and put over the, the lintel and the, and the doorpost and how that when the death angel come by that night, if the blood was not applied, how that the firstborn of every family would, would you think about that? Is the blood applied tonight? My goodness, if the Lord showed up right now, if the Lord showed up right now, is the blood applied? But I thought about you know, how help is on the way. You know, Moses, I believe, it, I believe there's over a hundred times or maybe even more that you can find that Moses is a type of Christ. And how that Moses come in and he delivered, he delivered those people and brought them out. Uh, brought them out of bondage and delivered them and, and, and set them free. But you know, uh, even, even when, when they brought them out, even when he brought them out, you remember they come down to the Red Sea and how, how that they begin to murmur. I mean, they just left. They just left. And they begin to murmur, well, well, you brought us out here into the desert to die. And how God proved Himself and showed Himself. And, you know, help is on the way. You know, I thought about... I thought about for the child of God. And how that times when you... And I mentioned it this morning. I, I thought I got to thinking about how how this world is just—I mean, it's just flipped from upside down. And if you dwell on the things of the world, it'll just absolutely run you right into the ground. I mean, it'll pull you down. It'll hinder you. It'll it'll harm you. It'll it'll affect your prayer life. It'll affect your relationship with your spouse. It'll affect the relationship between you and the Lord if we dwell and ponder on the things of the world. And, and the way this world is going. But you know what? I believe this. I believe for the child of God. I believe that help is just around the corner. Hey, I believe that Jesus is just soon to come. I believe that it won't be long that that trump is going to sound. And I believe, you think about that. I believe the dead in Christ are going to rise. And you know, I believe you and I that are alive and remain, we're going to be caught up in the air to meet Him in the, in the air. You think about that. My goodness, I thought about when Grandma and Grandpa gets up out of the grave and they're not stumbling around, but they're not walking with a uh, humped over. You think about that, how, how they look like teenagers. When Grandma and Grandpa gets up out of the ground to meet the Lord Jesus and their skin is just as just as pretty as Brother Evans there. You think about it. My goodness, it excites me. It excites me to know that help is on the way. You know, there's times when I've got kicked down. I've got beat up. Seems like I've just been drugged through the mud. Knocked down and kicked around. Sometimes, you know, I... I Maybe even in my mind, I thought, well, will I ever get out of this situation? Will I ever get the help that I need? 
And you know, it don't take long. And you know, I, I thought about there's a lot of times I, I thought I might be able to do it on my own. I'll get my own self out of this situation. But you know, the more I stirred, the more I, I tried with my best efforts, you know what, the deeper and deeper I sunk in. I'm out of sight at times. But it's when I realized that I needed the Lord. Realized that I can't go on without Him. I began to cry out to Him. You know, I thought when, when the children of Israel cried. You know, I believe it's in... I believe it's in Exodus chapter number 3 and I believe it's in verse number 7. I like these words here. It says, And the Lord said, I have surely seen the affliction of my people which are in Egypt. That tells me that He's got eyes. I'm serving one that sees tonight. He knows where I'm at. He knows where you're at. And He sees just exactly where you're at. He said, And the Lord said, I have seen, surely seen the affliction of my people which are in Egypt. And I have heard their cry. That tells me that He's got ears. That tells me that when I cry out to Him, guess what? He hears. <laughs> not, not only does He hear, thank the Lord that He answers. Thank God that He answers. It may not be the answer that I want, but I promise you it's the answer that I need. It may not be what you had in your mind, but I promise you it will be exactly what you need. It'll be exact. Notice what he said there in, in the latter part of verse number 7. He said, I have heard their cry by reason of their taskmasters, for I know their sorrows. Thank God that I serve a God that sees and hears and He knows everything about me. And He knows just what I need. And He knows right when to show up, right on time. Help is on the way. Would you stand with me tonight?